What's up, everybody? Uh, Want to give you a little rundown on this week's episode uh, with TJ Miller of Still Remains. Um, if you kind of haven't figured it out so far from the few episodes that we've been doing or that I've been posting, there's not really a we, it's a, it's a collective me um, that I've been doing over here. Um, everyone does kind of have a, a name to them, uh, whether it be from a band that was uh, popular or famous still now or uh, within a certain time frame. Um, but the thing that I've been trying to do is talk to them about things that maybe people aren't necessarily aware of. Um, with TJ, that was kind of, you know, uh, I know like he w- he went to school for cosmetology, as you'll end up hearing, and at the time of him doing that, that wasn't necessarily something that a lot of people were doing, um, men anyway, as far as like, you know, the general population would probably be aware of. Um, and we kind of chat a little bit about... Uh, readjusting to to not being on a full-time touring in a full-time touring band um and how it is to kind of readjust to to come back into a quote-unquote normal life um with having a lot of uh friends that tour uh in different facets whether it be tour managing or being in bands or whatever uh something i've been thinking about a lot lately is you know when that part of your life is over how do you how do you readjust to Having to do a nine to five, not you know, kind of having your life uh, dictated by call sheets or day sheets uh, and so forth. And um, I felt like TJ was one of the few people I, I knew off you know offhand that you know would be comfortable with talking to me about some of these things and maybe offer a perspective. Um, you know, it's a little different than uh, what we think of people who are you know in bands that you know the the what if like oh you used to be in a band what do you do now. Um, to me, that was an interesting question that I, I've never really seen tackled um, in interviews or whatever. So I kind of wanted to go down that route as well. <laughs> and we ended up kind of joking around with, uh, you know, what is an active band nowadays? Um, so I had a lot of fun with this episode and, and kind of just bullshitting in general. It's kind of what sometimes I, I wish more of my podcasts were, which is loose and just, you know, wherever the conversation goes, that's, that's where we let it go. Um, I'm trying to get better at, you know, letting that happen as opposed to just dictating the pace and and direction of an, of a podcast. But, um, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with this one and, uh, also really want to take the time to, uh, give a huge thanks slash shout out to, uh, Josh Toomey from the talk to me podcast. Um, I'm really fucking jealous that he has a last name that makes, uh, makes for a really good fucking podcast title um, instead of the bullshit of having an untitled podcast because I wasted the good one uh, naming the old podcast I was doing and maybe start up soon again now that everyone else I do it with is getting their life back on track. Um, but yeah, he uh, gave me a shout out today on the podcast on uh, his episode with Haran from uh, Battlecross. Um, I was really shocked to, to hear that on there and he didn't have to do that. Um, but he did, and we've been chatting. Uh, if you end up listening to his episode, uh, he mentioned that we've been chatting uh, for the past week or so, and uh, I'm actually excited to have him on my podcast. Um, I've actually been wanting to get someone who does a podcast uh, on a podcast, and we kind of just talk about you know the inspiration for that, and there's some other stuff I want to talk to him about uh, as well, and you know we'll get there and we'll post that episode down the line. But um, just really want to take the time to give thanks and uh really appreciate the uh shout out on on his thing like i said he didn't have to do that um just uh very surprised and it was very uh 
awesome to know that it was with a fellow Michigander and, and Haran and the rest of the Battlecross guys. And uh, the week before, there was uh, some more Michigan love with talking about the child bike guys who I've had on my podcast. So, um, you know, just as a whole, I really, uh, really appreciate the, the looking out and uh, a lot of the love I've been getting through some of the podcasts and the guests who have been, you know, gracious, gracious enough to do these with me. Um, so without further ado, this is my episode and my chat with uh, TJ Miller, Still Remains. Welcome to another edition of my Untitled Podcast. Uh, currently have the pleasure of sitting uh, down uh, virtually with uh, TJ Miller. Uh, formerly and currently, Up Still Remains. Uh, they're not exactly as active as they used to be, but uh, are still alive and kicking. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. We are we are active. We are so active. <laughs> I can tell you're all, you're all losing so much weight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're, we're actively gaining weight. I believe the dad rock is in right now. I mean, that's what yeah. Haste the Day is fucking going all in on right now, it seems. Dude, I feel like we got those guys beat on the dad rock thing. Well, I, I think mean, you each have more kids than them, individually yeah. and as a whole. <laughs> yeah, we collectively... Well, you know, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I think Zach and I are the only ones that have kids at this point. No, AJ has a, has a new baby, too. Um, so, yeah. there's that (laughs) he's gonna slap me later you forgot about my son (laughs) (sighs) Eh, get in line what's cracking John how's that beer it's actually really good I uh for those who can't see which is everybody uh Uh it's an uh all day IPA (laughs) from here at Founders which uh I've decided to try to quit drinking because I'm fat ish and uh Beer is what gets me, especially now in this season where you're in ports and porters and stouts, and fuck, so many good places around here make amazing porters and stouts. So I figured maybe an all-day IPA isn't the worst beer I could be drinking. Dude, they just they released a new, uh, it's like a bourbon slash maple barrel aged cherry ale, and it's called Fruitwood, and it's fucking mm. awesome. Yeah, I saw they released a bunch of uh, stuff. Uh, yesterday or Monday or something, but Other again, accelerate thing. Yeah, but like I yeah. said, I'm trying not to drink beer. So since founder says nothing else other than food, I uh, trying to abstain. I'm sure my Smart. beer gut will love that eventually. <laughs> but for now, your beer, your beer gut's gonna hate it. It's gonna go away. That's the goal, eventually. Yeah. That's everybody's goal. When the fuck did that happen? Like, at what point does everyone just start going, like, I hit 30-something, I need to lose weight now? Eh, I don't know, man. I don't have a sweet beard to hide my fat face like you you potentially might be able to do. <laughs> no, my, beard, my beard makes my face look fatter, and that's I think that's why I keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact opposite, usually. <laughs> I look, I've got such a baby face when I'm clean-shaven, but now I look like an insane person so a fat insane person flip fluff it out like this not that anybody can see it but that's fine i can see it yeah 
It well, maybe when your your active band comes back, it'll make you look more aggressive when you're singing these we are aggressive active. long songs. We're active. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just giving you. Shit. I actually ran into church the other day, and he was talking about all that. Yeah, it's cool. You know, we, it's cool. We've been trying to get together like once a week, and it's mainly been AJ and Jordan really working on stuff, but. Um, yeah, we're we're getting uh, we're getting something together right now for for the next release. I guess uh, fuck it. I guess we'll just go right into that. <laughs> yeah, That's the fun part of podcast. You there's no there's no structure. You just go wherever. Kind of like you I'm weird. just gonna talk. I, I, you you don't even need to ask questions. You can just hit play and tell me turn me loose, and <laughs> I'll bore you and all your listeners for the next all twenty of them. <laughs> all twenty of them. You can bore. Yeah. I, I assume I have like a, a two-year plan with this where eventually when I become successful for getting somebody on here that just connects with everybody, uh, they'll go back and be like, holy fuck, there's like 70 episodes and they're all great, I hope. At least that's what people, I hope what people think. Um, but no, I, uh, we've known each other for a while now, at least since you've actually uh, been home mostly uh, and the touring kind of slowed down. Um Something I actually, I, the first question I actually would love to ask you, because uh, this is something I've known about you for a while, and I feel like never got much publicity for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, you went to school for cosmetology. And yes, I did. You sound real stoked about it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I totally did. I, you know, I, I talked about it once in a while, you know, but uh, I don't think anybody was really curious about the whole personal thing you know they just want to talk they want to talk about rock and roll they want to talk about touring and all the crazy shit that happens on the road you mean sitting in a van with a bunch of people smelling each other's farts waiting around at a venue for five six hours to play a show for maybe an hour don't, get, do me it all over? don't get me started i've got great stories about that shit oh man i think the best story you told me was when i was doing a shitty tour and learned how to eat a uh, chef boyardee out of the can raw and you're like dude fucking put it on your engine block and heat it up and i was like fuck that's so smart just put it or put it in uh you know on the um yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I felt really stupid like when i thought i was on the dashboard yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah you told me that i was like oh man that's a game changer i I don't have to eat it cold now i now i just can't it's weird i don't even think to eat it warm now i just immediately think like just fucking pop the top and start eating which yeah. weirds a lot of people out, surprisingly. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, um, what, because, I mean, around the time, I mean, I think, again, I always end up doing this, and I'm really terrible about it, but I think you and I are around the same age. Maybe you've got me on a year or two. Uh, I'm 32, be 33 in a few months. Uh, but I figure we're about the same age. So, around Close. the time you probably were going to cosmetology school, I don't feel like it was really a, a career choice that a lot of, people a lot of guys our age were really delving into maybe i'm wrong you know i i met quite a few guys on the road that did hair surprisingly um i mean i remember the singer of 18 visions i was just gonna say he was you know everybody knew about him being a cosmetologist and apparently he was pretty great um he still does all that actually i'm sure he does i mean it's it's a great career for guys you know and um you know women love to be you know, have their hair washed and styled and cut by a man. You know, a man maybe for whatever reason. You know, uh, I guess it's just our instinct. But a, a man 
telling you, hey, you look you look great, you know, after they do your hair, makes a woman feel pretty great. So I don't really know that the same can be said the the reverse though. I don't think if a woman tells me I have good looking hair, I'm like, meh. Caught me on a good day. <laughs> Maybe that's You're breaking up big time. Oh. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Technology at its best. There it is. All right. There it is. What were you saying? I was saying, I the odd thing is I don't feel like it's the same in reverse. Like, I don't, maybe it's just me because I'm a terrible person, but I don't think, like, when I get my hair cut and someone, like, a, the person who cut it, if she was a woman, I was like, oh, you look really good. I'm like, thanks. It was, it, it caught me on a good day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know, but uh, it just, it was something in high school where, you know, I kind of grew up, um, playing music and hanging out with a bunch of kids in school that were punks more or less and and uh, you know they always had like crazy hair you know whether it was colored or bleached you know it, it, that was the big thing when I was in school like everybody bleached their hair yeah Eminem you know they tried to get it as white as they could possibly get it um, and I remember you know, I started doing that to myself and, you know, I'd color my own hair different colors and I just started cutting my own hair and eventually, you know, friends hair and things like that. And, uh, I just kind of felt like, well, you know, I don't want to go to school to, I hated school. I, I hated, I hated high school. Um, I hated the idea of going to college and, uh, which I regret now, to be honest with you, I really wish I would have gone. But, um, I, it was like the it was like the thing that I was good at that I could see myself doing. So I just I told my parents, you know, like I'm I'm gonna go to school to learn how to do hair. I'll make a bunch of money doing that. And um so I went and you know, like it was kind of like halfway through where we dropped our EP, I think, and um we landed a tour with Haste the Day and it was probably like a five, four or five week long tour and I took some, I took like leave, I took leave from school to do that and then I came back and then resumed school. So it took me a little over a year to do, I mean t typically it's a year but, um, but then right after, right after school was done, I mean I graduated, I got my degree but I never got my license, I never went to my state board tests because like right at that time was the time where Still Remains was signing to Roadrunner and we were like, well, we're going to go be rock stars. We're not going to, I don't need to work, you know. I guess that was $10,000 I just wasted on, on school. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about going and finishing if you were that close? There is so much time gone by that it would basically be another year of going through the classes and all that shit to then do it again? Or do you yeah, just have no interest? I, I've had no interest, you know, since since I've been off touring. I think that uh, I just don't see myself doing that anymore. I mean, I can still do it, you know. I can still cut hair or whatever, but I just I don't see it as a career for me. I'm I'm probably I'm probably uh, locked in to what I do now, and I'll probably be doing something similar for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> Sounds very 
the last like five minutes between what you said about like how you wish you would have gone to college and <clears throat> that last statement sounds eerily similar to something my dad was just telling me recently about his job and I was just like oh, it's kind of depressing I was like but you make good money and it's you know good good job and he's like yeah I don't yeah know. <laughs> so it's always you know, interesting it's, like we, we grow and we change you know and and um uh, you know the, the whole cosmetology thing was really appealing to me because it was something that was more or less artistic you know like okay cool i can go to i can go to work and i can be creative and i can be artistic and i can be social and talk to people and i can you know do this stuff and i can make money doing it and uh and it'd be great, you know, it just seemed like a great idea, and, you know, I, I got plugged into, you know, I, I am an estimator in commercial construction out here in Grand Rapids, and uh, I've been doing that for probably six years now, and um, it was really intimidating at first, but after I learned how to do it, it, it became like... Second nature? Well, kind of, yeah, but it's it's... It's weird because you know you have the thrill of touring, you know you've got the thrill of and the risk and the whatever you know of playing shows every night and meeting crazy people and you're traveling and you're partying and whatever and, and now I mean work it's not it's not a party by any means but it's <laughs> you know but just being, doing being, shots like yeah I think this job uh, costs uh, uh. <laughs> yeah right um, but. What I do now is it's it's like I gamble all day because I'm 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 bidding projects and I'm competing against other people in the area and you know it's we're all we all want it we all want to win the work and get the money and you know get the project for for your, your work and so it's it's just it's just like you're gambling constantly trying to figure out ways to beat each other. Out of curiosity, did you uh, were you much of a gambler? personally like going to casinos and all that not really i mean we we went to vegas you know we had we had days off in vegas a handful of times and i mean i would sit down at a blackjack table for a while and i mean i i never really won much money but i mean it was fun it was kind of nerve-wracking like <laughs> gambling, <laughs> gambling with with money like that like gives me a migraine what with with your money, like when you were on tour, like with your money or with like gambling? Yeah. yeah okay. Like, like playing cards, like for money, like just the thought that I'm going to walk away from the table with, <laughs> you know, a, a bunch of extra money in my pocket gives me like this crazy anxiety because it's like, man, I, I could win some, but then I could lose it all. I think then, the other, the duality of that though is too, and in, in, without really knowing the finances of the band at any given point. Uh, <laughs> it's just that it's like, like I know from having bands stay here sometimes they'll end up uh, seeing like commercials for Golden Corral and they're like, hey, it's random tour manager, dude, can I get my per diem today <laughs> so I can go to Golden Corral? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it might be $10 for the day that you get in like money. And it's like, so if you're borrowing against like a few days, it's like, well, I lost it all. So not only do I not have money, but I guess I'm not eating <laughs> for the next few days either. Right. So I don't know if that adds to the uh, stress and or the reward. <laughs> it, it does. But, you know, if you're, you know, being a, the size band that we were in the States anyway, you know, we were a lot smaller than we were overseas. Um, we could do tours and I could just do merch. And so, like, 
those I pocketed all those tips, and there were there were some shows where I would just I bank. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I need to pay my cell phone bill when I get off tour. I need to pay rent, you know, whatever. And I was like, all right, well, it looks like I'm I'm going to do merch on this tour. So Well, then it also cuts help. on the cost of a person to do that end space. Yeah. Yep, it does. It does. But I feel like touring now would probably be a lot easier because, like, cell phones don't cost nearly as much as they used to. Uh, map quest, shitty map quest is not a thing people have to do anymore. Like, yeah. I feel like such an old person when I hear people talk about touring now, and I'm like, I didn't, I, I've never done it. I know enough people that did, but it's like, shit, just driving to shows was a fucking I know. ordeal. And oh, so it's dude, like, dude, you guys got GPS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You bought a GPS? How much was that GPS? <laughs> Yeah, we, like, we we had programmed our GPS to tell us whenever there was a, a Qdoba in the area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, I haven't been to the Qdoba in forever. The Qdoba? Yeah, I don't feel like I'm missing much, but sometimes it's just convenient just to go there and, and get a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess uh, after Cosmetology, you ended up uh, getting signed, hitting the road. Uh first record from what i remember uh did pretty well uh garnered a lot of praise and kept you on the road for what at least two years i feel like like seemed like you were yeah constantly on the road we, we were we we didn't stop we were we were road dogs for quite a long time i mean we you know we toured i don't mean i can't i can't even put a time limit on it man i mean it's just it's all a blur i don't i don't remember how long we were we were gone. We did quite a few tours, though, you know, and you'd come home and there'd be like two days that you'd you'd have at home and then you're just on the next one or you'd finish in Phoenix and then you'd start in New Mexico or yeah, New Mexico or whatever, you know, on the next tour. And so somehow it just all blended together and, and whatever. But uh, we were able to take a year off after that record and and write the next one, which I think was you know we needed that after the Love and Lunacy album cycle. It was pretty brutal. I mean, I can't. Me saying brutal. I mean, you gotta you gotta think. There's I mean bands bands tour a lot harder than we toured. You know, I mean bands these days. I see you know they'll tour they'll tour a record for two years straight or or more. You know they'll do like a full on world, world tour. tour. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's 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 cool that bands the size of my band can can do those things now and and part of me is part of me is a, a, you know a little jealous. Like I wish I could have gone and saw some of those places, but um, it's just it's cool to see how the music industry has just changed over the years with with touring. I feel, obviously, there's been. I mean, it's no. It's no secret that bands don't make fucking dick for actually selling records anymore or what does ever get sold. Uh, so it's obviously, right. I think the, the shift obviously has been you need to tour because that's where you make your money. And it's obviously how you grow your band. Um, you had kind of talked about how you kind of just hit the road a lot and then took a year off uh, in between uh, album cycles. Was it... Because being in a, a band, especially as young as you guys were uh, when you were hitting the road, 
was it really hard to, because that's usually when you kind of come into your own, when you kind of figure out who you are as a person, where, you know, what your goals are going to be for like the next five years, 10 years, whatever, uh, dating people, so on and so forth. How fucking hard is that to do when you're also trying to basically do the thing that you love and are passionate about, but having to kind of fall by the wayside of any of the nor- other norms that most people are trying to achieve? I think that the best way to describe what that feels like is fucking confusing. <laughs> it's so confusing. Like, you know, I, I knew these guys, you know, we, I wouldn't say we grew up together, but you know, like late, late high school, um, we were all hanging out and I mean, we like, I, I know, I mean, Jordan and I, we went to church together, but, you know, it's kind of weird to talk about, but, and Zach too, um, and going from where our minds were, just being like a local band, and and you know the goals that we had then, to all of a sudden signing this this deal and going on the road, and you're playing with bands, and you're seeing kind of what the real world is is like for for touring musicians. You know, there's. There's lots of booze, lots of drugs, lots of things going on that I mean we weren't really used to to seeing. So it was just like a huge culture culture shock. Did you and find? I, sorry, go ahead. No, it, it was just it was confusing. It was just really confusing. I was so, gonna say, did you find that? Uh, did you find that like when when you'd come back home, maybe even if only for you know a couple of days or weeks at a time, and and you see people. And indirectly, I guess, with social media kind of slowly creeping up between MySpace and stuff like that, maybe you're seeing what's going on with people back home. But is it weird to that you're starting to see more of the world and how the world is uh, legitimately through through your eyes and firsthand, and then seeing people talk about what they think the world is like, how other people are, whether it be you know socially, politically, whatever, but you're actually experiencing it and then realizing that people don't know what the fuck they're talking about and not really able to relate. Like, I feel like that I also is a, I feel like that's also a thing as, as a young person, you kind of talk out of your ass. Most of us do or did. Uh, so I can imagine how someone would be like, oh, well, you know, overseas or, you know, over in the West Coast. And you're like, have you been? Have you seen any of that shit? Then no. Like, I have. I've seen it. I've lived it. You didn't. Like, maybe... You know, <laughs> I can't. I can't speak for everybody in the band, but I guess like thinking thinking about it right now is it's like, <laughs> to be honest, I probably would have had that that view of it. Like, yeah, you know, like I I know what it's like. You know, I was there and I saw it and blah blah blah. But I mean, let's be real, man. Like, we fucking parked a bus out in the street and then loaded our gear into a venue, talked to a couple hundred kids <laughs> over the course of like fifteen minutes after the show, and then and then left <laughs> you know like so in, in all honesty it's it's too it's too fast you know and, and I, I really can't say that I, I really got a, a, a handle on on things elsewhere really I mean maybe maybe more so like in places that we visited um, often I mean I mean I, I remember like you know we were on the west coast a lot of the US we were in we were in uh, the UK a lot and we were in Europe a lot and so I mean in a lot of those places I might be able to talk a little more about it but you know 
I'm not, but we're, I'm not a know-it-all as far as like what the hell's going on. <laughs> just, just, just from playing a show and just being like, peace out. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'd, I've been thinking a lot more, especially in the the political climate we're in and a lot of the things going on. Uh, more on a global scale and maybe it's just with age of paying attention to more of these things that I just kind of think about it a little bit more and you know realize that sometimes people in in touring positions are able to potentially experience more of the world and, and kind of see some of these things firsthand and have more of an understanding of what's going on outside of just where you live uh, to kind of speak on it and then like I said you're doing you're doing a lot of this touring in your formative years when like i said you're trying to figure out who you are and you're getting these experiences so i feel like maybe that kind of better equips you as it makes you grow up faster than maybe your peers it does because when when you get thrown into the that you know that type of traveling and the the grueling you know schedules and everything at such a young age i mean you're 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 like a sponge and you're just taking everything in and, and it gets to a point where that sponge gets full and you're just like, I'm going to burst. Like I just <laughs> need a break. I need a fucking break. I need to go home. So, um, yeah. so you had talked about like taking a year off to between of love and lunacy and, and writing the serpent. Um, I had just talked with this last night with uh, Nick from It Dies Today when they were talking about writing Sirens and how they spent so much time writing good songs, better parts, you know, becoming the band that they wanted to be and kind of having a label failing them, not promoting it, not kind of giving as much of a shit as they thought they should. Fans kind of not really seeing the hard work that was put into the process and and if I may, I kind of feel like that sort of happened with you, with with that record. I f- uh, feel like I mean maybe now it's people are coming out and being like, oh, you know, actually I really do like the serpent. I do like these songs. You know, it just it had to grow on me, uh, and maybe it speaks to you know growing as a person and and not and realizing that people in bands grow too. And just because you liked one thing doesn't mean that that band can't grow and do something that you'll learn to appreciate down the road. But I definitely felt right. like uh, not a, that album didn't get the fair shake it should. And I feel like that's got to be kind of hard for as much effort uh, that went into it. I mean, it was it was more gratifying overseas. It was it was just accepted a lot better over there. And I I, I can honestly say I mean it, it wasn't accepted great here. And I get it. I mean I get it here because um you know when i when i step back and i and i look at it you know you you know we put out that that first record and and that's what that's what everybody got married to (laughs) that's what everybody got married to and so then you know then you come back the next time and you're like wait a minute that's you're not you're not who i knew before you changed you changed you know and and um i think part of that was that you know we spent so much time touring and you know we're playing like five bands that sound the same all night long every night for a year or whatever and and you're just at the end you're just like i can't take another heavy song i can't and and for us we had so many different influences really i mean like where we just were as kids and and the things that we loved we wanted to try to incorporate it into the sound that we already had um 
and I think that we reached too far. You know, I think that I think that um, we reached too far, and it just wasn't executed the best. But um, there are songs on that record that I love and will always love. But um, it, it was kind of a, a weird transitional point in the band too. I mean, we had lost two two uh, of our key members. You know, Evan. Evan and Zach both had left the band, and uh, we had replaced them with Steve and Ben. And, um, you know, uh, Ben's playing style and, and, and equipment, like with keyboards and stuff, was a bit different than Zach. Um, and, you know, Zach was more of a writer. Zach contributed a lot to our songwriting process, and uh, Ben, ben wasn't, you know. Um, Mike stepped in and wrote a bit more, but Mike, surprisingly, was actually writing... A lot of the heavier things on the record, and Jordan was uh, gearing toward you know the more like rock side of you know of, of, of the spectrum. But uh, but yeah, so um, it, I think we we did a lot better job at it with with, uh, with ceasing to breathe. You know, I think that we were able to make things blend a lot more, a lot a lot better to where um, you know fans of both albums could really really appreciate. Do you think uh, just being able to, I mean, I, I don't really, don't, I mean, GoFundMes or Kickstarters or whatever platform you want to call it, but crowdfunding in general, I don't really know how it works on the, the business side, on your side, like if they <laughs> self-impose like a deadline of when shit needs to be done, handed in, whatever, sort of like a label, or if it's like once you get the excuse me, the money you pay the taxes on whatever you make, because I'm sure there's taxes on it and shit too, or a percentage they keep. But, um, see, this is why you don't drink beer when you do a podcast, because you burp. Um, but, uh, and on that note... Uh, oh! What did you find? What did uh, you find? What did I find? Yeah, what did you find there? What did you get into? Oh, I, I grabbed another one. Oh my but gosh. What I, what, I did, what I did just get... And I'll not eat because whatever. But my wife just brought me a burger from Birch Lodge. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I uh, kind of getting back into it. Um, did you find that uh, being I able killed to... the internet? Huh? Did you say kill the internet? I think we're at a standstill again. Maybe it's me. It's gonna be fun to edit later. <laughs> oh hey, yeah, we good. Fancy, fancy seeing you here. Yeah, but your face is frozen. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, that's just how my face is. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no, I was gonna say it was uh, working on the record. I'd imagine at I believe it was done in Church's house. Uh, probably was a lot easier to a lot more relaxed atmosphere at least to to write um i'm sure and it probably allowed the record to be what it needed to be because you had no pressure to to do anything um and i I don't know if there was expectations for on yourselves that you put to for releasing it but um totally lost train of thought looking at this beer um beer beer Let's just talk about beer. <laughs> Shit. What's been your favorite beer then? Actually, fuck that. I got a question for you. Okay. 
Are you guys going to do... Because now this is the thing. Are you going to... Whenever it is that this this new jam is whatever it ends up being, and inevitably the release show that ends up happening, are you going to get a beer to go with it? And if so, what 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 does still remains taste like as a beer? <laughs> what does still remains taste like as a <laughs> Oh man. Oh, I'm trying to think of something ridiculous. I'm gonna skip that question. A that's sour. a Mike that's a Mike Church <laughs> what question. Oh shit, I bet he would throw in a bunch like weird shit like cranberries and whatever. No, he'd probably take he'd probably say something. Like I don't, just ridiculous. It has nothing to do with food or, or drinking. <laughs> carp. It's gonna taste yeah. like carp. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we'll brew a beer. That'd be fun, though. That'd be fun. As I say, I know you all drink beer and are, are fond of it. And yes, there's enough, we, uh, we there's are. Enough local breweries and distilleries that you have plenty of options. I'm sure to uh, to delve into that if you were interested. Yes. Maybe you could get yes. shorts, shorts to make you a beer. Yes. <laughs> um, Still. What was that? Nothing, nothing. Go ahead. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So, recorded uh, Ceasing to Breathe. Uh, did some, some one-off shows around here in GR. Did some stuff with Haste the Day. Uh, I think I'm wrong in my remembrance, but I think he went to Mexico and all got diarrhea going, playing around that time, too. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> We ate crickets and then came home and shat ourselves. Everyone always has terrible Mexico stories, so I never want to go, but I kind of do want to go at the same time. You know what? Mexico was awesome. It was one of the coolest experiences ever. It, it really was. I mean, the people there are just so incredible. They're just such sweet, sweet, loving people. Um, and... It was it was the coolest. I, I really hope to go back sometime. I don't know how possible that is at this stage in the game, but um, it was. Yeah, you're right. We we went to Mexico, but it, <laughs> you know we we, we 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 did that before the record though. We, we I thought, had, I, uh, that's why I said I wasn't sure of my time. I was trying to think of. I felt like it was after the fact. It was like one of the first shows you kind of had played in in between you doing some of the shows of like the the 10 year anniversary of the EP and playing that and all that kind of stuff but I'm getting old and I drink too much and my memory goes yeah mine too it's gone <laughs> I just I know that we went there sometime <laughs> <laughs> um, so something more kind of to the the point of what I wanted to really talk about like the band stuff whatever people can go online read all the interviews you've done over the years that you don't remember um, but coming home uh, and being home and, and kind of reintegrating, for lack of a better word, back to being home, actually being able to uh, have relationships with fa friends, family, whatever. Um, I feel like that's got to gotta be hard because, I mean, you've missed out on so much. And, and for as much as people may say they understand, I, I, don't, really, I don't really think people do to a degree. I mean, I always feel like there's, like, a sort of resentment that, you know, oh, you missed my, my birthday or a wedding or, you know, whatever. So, maybe I'm wrong. It's, no, it's it's definitely an adjustment. Um, Mike, when when we got home, Mike was in counseling to try to, 
try to cope with, you know, such a drastic change. Um, for me, you know, touring as you're like becoming an adult is, uh, it kind of, you just kind of, you're like growing naturally and then you start touring and then like the way that you're growing just completely takes a fucking full right turn into a, a whole different universe. And, you know, I, I, I still struggle with with certain things being home, even though you know, t- you know, touring in the grand scheme of things, we probably toured for I don't even know how many years, maybe six years, five years, um, and then you know, it's it's almost been ten years since we stopped, and now wow, really? like I, the 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 hardest part for me is that like when when we were touring and when we were just like hanging out with crazy people constantly and doing crazy shit constantly like you just you're just so open about everything you could just meet somebody randomly on the street and talk about how you just took a shit in their car (laughs) 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 or and not, not really but you know like you could just you can just say like off the wall stuff and because you know you're never going to uh, see him again. Well, yeah, but like everybody <laughs> just everybody tries to outdo each other on the road. Everybody just everybody just talks shit constantly. Everybody's you know got crazy stories, and it's just a constant churning of these crazy stories and crazy experiences. And everybody's just so open about it because it's like, why hold back? You know what? We're living our dream. Why hold back? Right. Um, but now you get back into like normal you know, normal life, normal world, and you talk to people, and I've noticed that, like, I'll just put everything out there, and I just don't, I just don't think that, like, normal people are just really not take it. I, I think that it's just kind of, it's too much for people, so, I mean, we talked about, you know, earlier, you and I were talking about um, some of the conversations that you had with other guys, and uh, how some guys have just gone recluse, and I feel... I've been, I've been more like that lately. Just you know, hanging out with the people like my best friends that I went to school with. You know that know me, and um, you know, I, I feel like I've not really made any real close friends. Just a couple, you know, since since I got off touring, and I just. I can be myself around them, but it's, I think it's hard to be accepted. How you know, much? people just don't understand where you're, where you're coming from. They don't understand your background. They don't understand that, you know, you freaking <laughs> woke up in a Walmart p- parking lot <laughs> and everybody's naked in the van, like dangling their balls in front of your face or something, you know, <laughs> like you can't talk about normal people because they'll just be like, <laughs> they'll be like you're fired yeah i don't know oh, I, I was talking to a friend of ours that moved out to portland oregon a couple of years ago and we recently visited out there and it's it's an interesting area uh and the people are interesting <clears throat> to put it nicely um the thing though that i think is again that we've we her and i have discussed uh I, we feel like that it's it's a lot harder to to make friends when you get older because it's it's not like if you and I are wearing the same shirt 
We're not going to be like, holy fuck, you wore the same shirt I am. Isn't it rad? Fuck yeah, it is. You want to be best friends? Hell yeah, let's be best friends. Like, it's not like that. It's like, well, what do you do? Well, I'm into this. <sighs> I'm not. Loser. And then it's like, you just like are so quick to like push people out like before you even get to know them. So I feel like, and I don't know, again, if that's a, if that's just everything changing. Like, I feel like I beat a dead horse on, on, on some of these, like, you know, like, again, like talking with Nick, talking with uh, other people on this. I feel like to a degree, you know, we are the last, you know, generation that remembers what it was like to actually interact with people before the internet, before text messaging was a thing, before cell phones really fucking existed. And I feel like, uh, you know, like I noticed like when, you know, a handful of us will go out to the bar, hardly do we really look at our phones. But if we're out with some people who are maybe five, six years younger than us, you know, they're constantly like checking their phone, updating Facebook, you know, whatever, messaging yep. people. And it's like, and I think that's why I enjoy doing this is because, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm sporadically, you know, looking at my phone uh, if my wife texts me or whatever. But for the most part, like, I'm talking with someone, I'm engaged with them for at least an hour in a conversation that can go any which way. And to me, it's like, maybe it's just because I miss that from growing up. Like just the connection of a person to a person and, and learning about each other and, and having stories to tell. And I don't know. I feel like maybe that's the, the big difference between uh, growing up now and trying to trying to find new friends, new people to bring into your social circle because you have a lifetime of experiences that they haven't been around for, probably don't give two shits about, probably vice versa. Mm -hmm. so i feel like you know if outside of the friends you may have it's really hard and on top of that like we're getting to an age where you know everyone's buying houses having kids getting married settling down starting their own independent life that's you know within the four walls that they may inhabit and it doesn't include you or you know the friends they had so it's people just people just don't have time for that shit these days you know they just you know people our age like you say you know everybody's everybody's kind of got their their tribe already you know and uh then when you when you throw things into you know confining yourself to a neighborhood and you're you're popping out kids and whatever I mean you're you're creating you're creating your future really around your family and sadly I mean not sadly because I mean family's beautiful right I mean like getting to watch your kids grow up and, and learn every day is just I mean it's the most rewarding thing for me I mean I've, I've got a four year old daughter. Um, but I've, I've really noticed that it, it's, it's hard to get with friends. It's hard to make new friends. It, it just, but I get it. I get it. I mean, we're just, we're not kids anymore. And that's just, that just comes with the responsibility of uh, your responsibility shifts. You know, it, it's in one, it's in one place when you're a kid and you just want to fuck around and hang out and do cool shit all the time. But like. Now, you know, I, I got bills to feed, or I got bills to feed, <laughs> bills to feed and mouths to pay. Uh, that's that's probably not entirely wrong though either. Right. I got, I, you know, I it's but it, it's true, you know, like I I gotta worry about my kid and I gotta worry about my bills and I gotta worry about my job and my family and, and you know I might have a couple hours at the end of the week where I can I can get with a friend or whatever, but uh, it's just it's. There's just not enough time in the day, unfortunately. Speaking of uh, bills to feed and, and mouths to pay, 
what what is it like to go from the go from being a full time musician where that is that is your job? It's what pays your bills or, or mostly pays your bills to having to find a job because I feel like while you know I book shows and I, I have a lot of friends who have toured and, and do tour, so I kind of understand you know. If you are a tour manager, that's basically managing people. You have, you know, deadlines and expectations to meet. Maybe you're handling finances and so on and so forth. Like there are uh, skills that are applicable to real life jobs that most people probably couldn't make the correlation to just looking at it. But yeah. what is it like to actually go through the process of having to go look for a job? And when someone's like, "Well, what have you done the last, you know, six, ten years?" and you're like, well, "I was in a touring band." I'm sure that also gets some interesting looks too. Yeah, it's, it's throwing a curveball in your interview. That's for sure. I mean, I've I've had to do that quite a few times interviewing for jobs. Um, luckily for me, I guess it's a little different because you know when I was home in between tours, like I would always look for work, and I, I had these carpenter guys that I was working with um, doing mill work and. Uh, trying to make some extra money and whatever. So like I was able to fall into that full time um, when I got home. So I, I didn't have to immediately look, look for work. But you know, when I was trying to find a different job later on, you know, I, I had, I had to put a resume together and, um, and you know, still, still remains as, as an achievement really. And I mean, it's employment, but uh, you know, you can talk about, you were, you owned your own business. You were, you were, it was a business partnership um, that you were accustomed to traveling and uh, conversing, communicating with with different, you know people of all different types. Um, there's, a, I mean, you're constantly emailing and things on the road. So I mean, you're you're typing fifty plus words a minute. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, in, in all honesty, in all honesty, you know, there was there was just there's a there's a ton of skills that that you can um, that you can develop from being in a band and, and really what I've I've seen so much of the, uh, these days um, is that there are a lot of great companies that are willing to pay people and train people um, and and they're looking for people that mainly have like great personality and can learn like that's more valuable to them over like a college degree so like I don't know if you know my brother Jeremy at all, but uh, Jeremy was able to land a killer job with an IT firm um, over by the lakeshore. And uh, his personality is just such a wacko. Like his personality is, you know, he's, he's a crazy dude, but uh, he's super intelligent. But people love him. People love to work with him. They love to talk with him. And, and they, they love having him there because he's just, you know, he's like the life of the party and he's but he's not even he's not an idiot you know he, he, but he's he's always got everybody's attention everybody just he's interesting he's different you know what i mean like he grew up playing shows and he grew up talking to all sorts of people and he grew, you know just he's got he's got that sense of humor that that people that have toured have <laughs> you know he, he's not a, he's not afraid to just pull some shit out of left field and throw it in your face and just just, just look at him like what did you just say <laughs> You know, so you know, companies are just looking for people with good personality. They they want they want to make sure that you can just that you can fit. I mean, you you need to be able to do a job, but you know, 
personality is huge. Huh. It's interesting to, to hear that other jobs, I guess, are, uh, I guess, coming to grips with uh, the fact that there's things that you can have learned or attained while on the road. It doesn't seem like that from my perspective, I guess, just, you know, seeing sometimes like how people are like getting off the road and they're like, any, any job, I need work. And it seems like it's a struggle. Maybe it's just the people that, you know, I, I'm seeing that and not hearing the other, like you're saying. I mean, I mean, really, you just have to you have to look at everything as an experience, like as an opportunity. You know, what I mean, you're you're negotiating with with uh, with promoters every night. You know what I mean? You are. I mean, hell, you're you're driving. You're you know, you're you're driving and driving and driving. I mean, if you wanted to <laughs> be a delivery guy or a shipping and receiving guy, I mean, you're you know, you're used to loading gear constantly. You're. Um, yeah, I mean the the travel aspect of it and and everything the and in touring you know it's it's like work never ends. You know what I mean? You're just you're sure there's a lot of downtime in the in the van and things, but um, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it. So I mean, you learn to multitask and you learn you learn all. There's just a lot of a lot of things you can learn. What uh, I'll kind of start wrapping this up because we're almost at an hour now. Um, and I'm sure you got stuff you need to do since you just got out of work yourself. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I'm still kind of tripping out over the fact that you said it's been like almost 10 years now since you guys have stopped, you know, touring full time. Um, That's, yeah, it's like over, well, it's almost nine years. It'll be nine years this spring. Actually, here's an interesting question. And, and, and I know your kids, you know, almost all of your kids are, are younger, uh, Still, as you said, your daughter's four. Um, as she's, you know, at four years old, you're kind of, you know, I, I have some memories of when I was around that age. So it's kind of when you're going to start having some memories that you may remember into your adult life. Uh, have you played any of your music for her? Have you? Does she know that, like, you were in a band? Does she, like, yeah. does, she, does she understand that? She does, yeah. She 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 gets it. Um, she's heard some of it. I mean, you know, every once in a while, she'll be like, you know, play that play that song, Dad. I mean, you know, she's she's into other things. You know, she's into kids songs and she's into some of the like more like pop songs and stuff like that. Um, just because that's what kids like. Kids like that that catchy dance music. And that's just and that's cool, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, she understands that I was in a band and that I used to travel a lot and that, uh, I mean, she's seen pictures, she's seen videos, um, she's met all the guys. I mean, she loves Jordan. She's, <laughs> she's like, Dad, why, why can't we go back to Jordan's house? I'm like, like Harley, you've been there one time. <laughs> you've been there one time. And she's, she's just crazy about the guy. She thinks he's hilarious. He's got long hair. Kids he's, long got, hair. he's got that long black hair still. He, he looks like he did when he was, when he was touring. But yeah, uh, she she appreciates it, and and I think that it's it's influenced her a lot. Um, you know, she's in dance, and she's just got she's got such an outgoing personality. She sings. I mean, I think that she could be some sort of a performer someday, maybe. You know, would you ever push her into that that realm, having kind of been in it yourself and knowing some of the demands of it that get placed on people? Um, I don't know if I would ever push her. But I guess that's it, a wrong word. I mean, 
I, I think that if that's if that's what she ended up being passionate about, if that's the way she, the where, where she wanted to go, then I would I would uh, I would stand by her and I would try to educate her with my old school knowledge or whatever, just whatever I've experienced. But um, but yeah, I would I would support her one hundred percent if that if that's what her passion would be. Um, you had talked about a little bit ago about how you know seeing bands that tour now how much easier it probably is compared to how it was for you guys. <clears throat> is it kind of in the same vein as that? And I don't know how, like I know one of the few bands that you and I both like like that are newer uh, is like Code Orange. Um, I don't know how much you keep up with what's going on in the current metal thing. I tend to find that a lot of people that spend a lot of time in metal pretty much don't listen to it at all. Um mm-hmm. And I know, like you've said, that you don't really go to a whole lot of shows anymore, just because you've spent so much time at them that it's just it's not worth it. It's not fun. Um, well, I mean, to, to be fair, you know, like yeah, I, I have said that in the past, but really, I mean, there's just not a lot of music that has. I mean, I guess I'm just real picky with music, you know. Like, so there's just not been like a ton of of acts that have come through that I've been really, really excited about. So it kind of it's got to be one of the few bands that I just adore in order to get me out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I I have found that I do I do still enjoy going to shows. I do. Um, it's just I think I needed a breather for a minute. Is it uh? Do you find that some of the bands that are reaching various levels of success, climbing the ranks, whatever term you want to use, do you hear? Because there are a lot of bands that you know always say this band sounds like this band or this band sounds like this band. Uh, I mean, your band was kind of thrown in there too. Like you know, I can think of a few different band name bands that people said you guys sounded like uh, when you guys were coming out. Um, do you find that you're kind of on the opposite end of that, where you're like, man, like if we came out now, you know, we could be somewhat successful, at least as successful as this band, because they kind of bit some of our shit. Or is that not really a thing that you guys like? or that you have, you know, done? I mean, it's really tough to say, you know, I don't know if Still Remains would be a real, like a, a real big band per se if we if we came out right now. I mean, just because we do what we do and um, I think it, you know, it's not something that the, main, the mainstream has, has really gotten a hold of i mean there you know i hear i hear bands like screaming more on the radio and things like that but i i don't know it's it's just different it's just different you know i i think that a lot of the the music that i hear that's more mainstream these days just it sounds like people were trying to write hits you know it's just kind of just like the same turned out stuff with no depth and not all of it's that way but I think the majority of it is and uh, with us I mean I don't think that I mean we, we, we try we try to write things that certainly will you know catch the ear and things like that but really it's stuff that will catch our ears you know Jordan writes the kind of guitar riffs he, he likes because it's what he likes to hear you know I mean I write the way I do because it's, I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to 
please myself. So, um, do you write a lot? Do you write a lot outside of writing for, excuse me, music's sake? Like if there's like for a, you know, when you were doing, oh shit, what was that band? Something Raven. I don't. The Raven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> outside of doing band stuff, do you write just because? Like, are you an avid writer? Um, I, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm an avid, um, cause like, I know you read, so I figure you, you know, and you watch a lot of like, uh, Game of Thrones and stuff like that, where I know you've said before when I did an interview with you for something that something from uh, one of the books sparked an idea for a song lyrically for you. So like, I, I just don't know if like when you read or, you know, things happen, if you're constantly jotting down ideas poems whatever or if you're just yeah, not really into that it's it, it's kind of like that i mean it really i mean even if i don't have anything going on i mean it, it but it's more it's it's i'm more of a phraser than a writer you know like the writing comes later so it's just you know i'll be in the moment and something will just come to my head and i'll i'll write it i'll write it down and it could be it could be three words it could be you know it could be uh, the verse of a still remain song it could be it could be a you know a sentence or a paragraph or a freaking page it you know it just whatever decides to come out and uh i tend to revisit things down the road after i hear music you know certain music to see if any of those ideas will kind of start coming back you know if, if it matches with the music or if it makes me feel the, the way that i felt when i wrote something down i'll try to make it work but you know it's it's not something that happens constantly i try to just let it happen on its own you know like i feel like, i feel like when the words come that's when i write them down i don't i'm not just constantly trying to just be clever and and write you know and, and some guys can do that they do a great job at that but uh you know, I, I just I let it just kind of hit me. If I if I try too hard, it's it's it just doesn't feel right. So, last uh, I'll say two questions. <clears throat> What's the best beer you've had in the past year? Um. <sighs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I really did enjoy that Fruitwood beer that I mentioned earlier, that uh, that one that was the bourbon and maple syrup barrel-aged beer that, that Founders just released. I loved that. Um, and it, it was just released like two weeks ago. But uh, my my summer beer that I was really into all summer, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a real big IPA guy. I mean, it's got to be something just... I think I know where you're going. Yeah, it's the pear and grapefruit IPA. Oh actually. no, you ruined like, it! <laughs> yeah, the, the grapefruit IPA. I, I thought it was just awesome. I mean, it had the perfect amount of grapefruit, it had the perfect amount of hops, and uh, it wasn't too bitter, and it was uh, pretty refreshing actually. So, um, but it, it takes a lot for me to do an, an IPA. I mean, there's a couple founders of IPAs that I like, and I, I really do like Two Hearted a lot. But uh, other than that, I don't really venture out of the. Can I uh, uh, make a suggestion for your next IPA? You got to try. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what, is, what is it? Perrin's uh, Blackberry IPA. Oh, I've had that. It's yeah, it's so drinkable. fucking drinkable. It's it's 
It's uh, I don't know why it's an IPA because I can't really like taste the. That's the best part of it. it like, uh, that's why I said it's so drinkable as an IPA. Like you can just drink it, and on a summer yeah. day, ooh, that was my summer my summer drink. Like they got it on uh, tap down at uh, Rock or at uh, Anchor Bar, and you can get like a fucking tall mug of it. That's, that's delicious. Cool. Um, <clears throat> last question: What song out of your discography? are you most proud of lyrically and why uh <laughs> there's a song on the last record um it's called a way out and i think and i don't know if it's really like the most and that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good question <laughs> But this the song. I mean, I, I I think about it a lot actually, uh, and it's it's about some stuff that doesn't really apply to my life anymore. Um, but the way that it was written, I just feel like metaphorically, um, just the way that it kind of connects with me every time I hear it, and and also uh, the way that the music works together with the lyrics i just to me it just it's uh it's like a like peas and carrots it's like a match it's like a match made in, in heaven so it just it works it works good it's kind of a dark it's a darker song uh zach wrote that one and i just felt like the lyrics were perfect for that one all right well that's an hour. I thank you for your time. Uh, are there any socials or anything you want to plug where people can keep up or find you or anything you want to? Uh, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to divulge too much about what's going on with Still Remains, but things are happening right now. Um, I'm not going to give anything away, but all I can say is uh, we're working on some cool stuff. So, I, I just asked for so, <laughs> the socials to plug. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I, I want to plug our new material, but I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much. But as far as social media, I mean, we're on Facebook. We don't really update it. We're yeah, on yeah. Instagram. We don't really do much with it. <laughs> but, but, but check it out. You know. <laughs> uh, check out our website. Uh, still remains that US. We don't update that either. But you can. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys still have merch or anything? Yeah, we've we've got some merch that you can buy, um, and obviously you can get our stuff on iTunes or our web store too if you want like a physical CD. So, all right. Well, maybe uh, sometime in 2017, the uh, very <laughs> active band still remains will uh, be even more active, and we have that to look forward to. Yes, yes, uh, I promise we will be. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. All right, thanks, John. We'll, we'll see ya. And as we typically like to do on the podcast when we have uh, people from bands on, I'm uh, going to wrap up the episode with a song from Still Remains. Uh, this is actually the song that TJ was talking about uh, at the end of the episode here. The song is called A Way Out. It's off of their most recent uh, release, Ceasing to Breathe. Um, I really enjoy this record. Um, I think uh, for a lot of the original fans of the band's heavier stuff, I think this is going to be a good return to form if you've not heard this album. 
Um, again, the album is called Ceasing to Breathe. And if you head over to their Facebook page or their website, which I guess are one and the same, there will probably be a link on the Facebook page to their website. Um, you can pick up this record from them directly. Um, totally worth the money invested. Uh, it's a solid record start to finish, and I think there's a, a lot of cool shit going on on it. So if you like this track, go over there, uh, go to iTunes, wherever, uh, and pick up this record. All right, have a week.